Okay, hi everybody. Welcome back to the fifth block with Mr. Honert, and welcome back from holiday break. It was a tough week for a lot of reasons, and uh, of course, one of the principal reasons is that we had just had a nice ten days off from school, and and we had to get back to work. So that first day, we were we were tired, and classrooms were quiet, and and. We just weren't ready, but for some reason that that one day in just uh, flips the switches that need to be flipped and and the rest of the week has been just fantastic. Um, so dis- despite uh, some tough current events, local and national, I've had some great conversations with kids in the classroom and and some very energetic lectures and just it, it, something's happening, whether it may be is the units where we have some topics that are really interesting to students, or maybe it's just that halfway through the year, second quarter is closing in two weeks and, and they're just, they're just primed and and comfortable and, and at their best. So uh, a good week of learning. Uh, Speaking of the events in Washington, DC this week, I should note that it did come up in all of our classes. Um, Mr. Gum and I didn't make it the lesson of the day. We didn't prepare anything. Um, we made connections, uh, which is always what we do in a humanities class. And so just if it came home, or if you were wondering if we addressed it and acknowledged it, we did. And it looked a little bit like this. We're talking about journalism in IB English 1. So I talked a bit about how a journalist's job is to take an experience like being in the Capitol and, and translating it for someone who is not there. How do they do that? We asked some questions about that, um, but not necessarily provided answers to them because we're getting ready to read a text that uses the role of the journalists. Um, so more on that in a bit. In American Dream, we are beginning the war in Vietnam and we are reading Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried. And one of the first essential questions uh, is, is it patriotic to trust the government? Um, so it again, does not mean that we had an answer to that question. We just recognized that it's a question that people ask and they may be asking it for different reasons now, but it's not the first time that it's been asked. And furthermore, uh, we had that conversation in Roots of Thought as well. We just reached even farther back as Mr. Gum pointed out that one of the units we've already passed through is ancient Rome and that the Republic of Rome was no stranger to political violence. And we learned about this and uh, we never, we never condoned violence as a, as a way to communicate distrust or, or, or even disappointment or disapproval. Yet we did remind the students that this is not, this is not new. This is within us. This is, this is, this is human. And um, that doesn't excuse it. And that doesn't mean that there isn't work to be done. It's really a reminder of why the work that we do now in a classroom in a humanities classroom, and uh, certainly in an American history classroom and in a Western civilization classroom, um, 
why we understand, you know, go to the title of the class, why we understand the roots of, of thought. And they are young people who have been um, shepherded to this point and by their teachers and guardians and, and parents. And we always talk about how we have to turn the keys over to them at some point. And that is why their humanities class is just as important as all their uh, other classes, because we're turning the keys to this democracy over to them. And it doesn't, doesn't matter if you know that the, if the gas runs the car's engine, if you understand how combustion puts those pistons up, up and down, maybe you can do the math of your miles per gallons. All that stuff doesn't make you a better driver. Uh, when, when we drive, it's the shared understanding that we, there's, there's, no, there's no tracks in the street. We don't, we don't have to follow it. It's a shared understanding. It's a shared human society understanding and so when we give you the keys to the car it's like same thing if we're going to give you the keys to democracy you could drive it anywhere you want it to why don't we so there's that i uh, just wanted you to be aware that it was addressed we didn't ignore it but we didn't make it the focus of any one conversation either let's move through the classes we're getting ready to start our next unit and in fact an entirely new way of looking at the course. So all of the texts in the last semester were written in English. The texts in this semester are written in a variety of languages, but none of them in English first. They've all been translated, which is why we call it Works in Translation. Uh, first author up to bat is Gabriel Garcia Marquez, uh, Chronicle of a Death Foretold, written in Spanish originally. Uh, Colombian is uh, its setting and origin. What we're doing to get ready is we're going to read a pair of his short stories. I had the pleasure of kind of kind of having fun with them today in that I wanted to talk about Gabriel Garcia Marquez's role in being a principal voice in the movement of uh, magical realism. And I turned to some scholars in realism that I knew I could count on to make great points about how reality is presented in literature. And then what I did is I presented their own journal entries from our last unit back to them where many of them had written about what the reader and writer do when they consider the reality of literature. Because a lot of them made these great observations of how there's basically a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do on the writer. There's a lot of responsibility, but there's a lot of power as well. Writers can manipulate reality, and then it's reader's job to decide why that's happening. It's the reader's responsibility to see the truth within the fiction. So we set that up today. That's also why journalism came up, because uh, Marquez had a journalism background. So they have a short story to read for next week. We're actually having to be patient because I don't see that class until next week. And that's when they'll finally be able to pick up their new novels in hard copy form. And then we'll get started. So um, maybe the more important thing to mention is that they just finished uh, a lot of work today. They just turned in their 
Last Reflection and their Master Harold and the Boys assessment today. And so whew, that's 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 the end of uh, first and second quarter. And really second quarter is the important one because the grades close uh, next week. So whew, we're done. We're moving on. Um, the responsibility really is on me now to get their work assessed and back to them. And we're also starting a new text in the American Dream AB. I mentioned it in the open that we are starting The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Uh, really, this class is the class that has impressed me uh, the most this week with their growth and their participation. And uh, maybe it's because we're talking about them a little bit. Uh, the Things They Carried is a metafictional piece of uh, literature by a veteran of the Vietnam War, written in 1991, looking back on his experience in the late 60s serving. And the first piece, the first chapter is called The Things They Carried. And at first, it is a list of the municipal supplies that each soldier is, is carrying. And so some of the work that I do is to talk about how that could be interpreted symbolically. So to do that, we had some fun this week with the students bringing in their own object. And so they would share it like show and tell of old. And we would point out the concrete object. So if a student brought in a football helmet, we'd say that is a football helmet. That is the concrete thing that it is. But what does it mean? And uh, students told lovely stories about being a family that... Um, values athletics and has an athletic tradition. We talked about how a skateboard might mean that you value going outdoors. We talked about how having a dog, which can be a concrete object, maybe tells us something about your caring nature. We talked about how a talent show badge uh, may give us an insight into your confidence, your aspirations. And then we do have some military families in the room. And so some really compelling stories of the responsibility of uh, flying heads of state and helicopters have been presented. It's just been delightful to have uh, these students connect to a text that they haven't even read yet. Like they just are really already getting it. Um, one of my favorite moments this week was when I mentioned that it's a piece of uh, a fiction, but it's true. And uh, one student said, that, that's confusing, that can't be possible. And another student immediately responded, well, the story is not true, but the emotion of it is. I, that's the point. I, if, if all my students could understand so quickly that that's why we read literature. So just a wonderful week. Uh, so their first reading assignment is due on Monday. There is no other homework. Um, we should acknowledge that they turned in a pretty big writing assignment for Mr. Gum, the music of the 60s paragraph. And so he'll be looking at those, I think, over the weekend. He's a much faster grader than me. 
And we're also moving on to a new text in Roots of Thought, A.B. as well, although it isn't a new text, it's just a new chapter in the text that we've already been reading. So we're going to move from the hearth and the salamander, which is the first section of Fahrenheit 451, to the sieve and the sand, which is the second. Uh, One thing to be aware of is while a lot of this unit is just going to look the same. I sent out the reading calendar today so you can ask your student to say, hey, can we print out that reading calendar so I can help you keep track? I gave them a reading guide today, which once again could be used on any future quiz. So you could say, can we print that out so we can work on that together? I attached a copy of myself reading that novel. So for struggling readers, they can listen to the audiobook instead of having to read it by themselves. It also allows them to see how much homework they have by actually seeing how long it took me to read it. Great. All that's the same. But I did point out that instead of, uh, I believe there's six reading assignments for the first unit of Fahrenheit 451. Now there's only three, which in the AB level is an acknowledgement that I want to get them if if potentially they are thinking about going to PSP next year, which is our post-secondary prep instead of AB, which is our intensive studies level. Uh, If they're thinking of going to post-secondary prep, this is a PSP schedule. So we're still here. It's just the middle of the text. It's not the whole text. But yeah, we are speeding up the reading calendar, Um, both speeding it up and expecting more to be read for homework. So that is something they do uh, need to be aware of. Um, again, in this class, it's amazing how everything seems to be rhyming right now. Uh, Mr. Gum collected writing today, and uh, it's a significant piece of writing because it's our first two-paragraph piece of writing. Um, earlier this year, we did a graphic organizer of a single paragraph, but it never went farther than that. This time, they organized the paragraph, they organized a second paragraph, and then Mr. Gum challenged them to write it in a new document in MLA format. So they have turned in now a formal piece of writing in Roots of Thought. Uh, I uh, doesn't really help to know that it's in now. Um, you can check, certainly with the late policy, we can accept them next week with the change to the late policy being two weeks now. However, we can't go past the quarter closing. So that's an exception to the new exception. Um, so we do need those writings to go in next week. Most students turn it in. And then the other thing that I was going to make sure to mention is that the next unit also ends with writing. It just ends with writing about Fahrenheit 451 only. And that will be a full essay. Um, five paragraphs. Classic. Actually, I think it's only four paragraphs. So some classic freshman English level essay writing is going to be happening at the end of this unit. So it's really important that they get this first two-paragraph assignment in so they can see how they're doing. Okay, so we are back. Next week is another full week of school, and then the quarter ends, and then uh, we'll have a short week after that. It was a special advisory day, so I will check in at the end of next week to tell you how next week went. Um, And uh, I do look forward to getting the third quarter underway oh there it is nope uh better go